Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, and welcome to Batwoman TV Talk, the podcast following the adventures of CW's hit show, Batwoman. I am Palmer, and with me, as always, is Tony Ann. Say hi, Tony Ann. Hello, how are you? I'm going crazy. How about you? Um, I'm okay, because my life hasn't really changed much, because I work from home, so I'm basically doing what I always do. Oh, fine. Show up. <laughs> I've been doing social distancing since it was cool. We hope. I, f- <laughs> I feel bad. For, I feel bad for you though, because I know you're going shirt crazy. Yes, um, I have been sending steadily crazier cat gifts to my friend. <laughs> um, I also said like I've. I also said like. You know, me after two weeks of quarantining. Hmm, you know what? Maybe Jack Torrance isn't the villain in The Shining. Oh, wow. I mean, he is, let's be honest. But still, like, like I'm not going to go that crazy, but I'm going to go crazy. Um, I've watched several movies. Um, I, started re- I started watching Psych because I never watched it before. That's on my eventual list of things to binge. Which I have a feeling I'm going to be completing a lot of that list once all the episodes of stuff slows down because of the corona stuff. Yeah, um, it's been pretty good so far, and it's all available on Amazon Prime. I don't know about other, I don't know about other uh, sites like Hulu or that, but um, but yeah, everything is going to slowly grind to a halt. Uh, CW said that this week's new episode of Batwoman is going to be delayed um, for at least two weeks because next week will be the crisis uh, rewind. Yes, and if anybody's going to be watching Crisis for the first time, if you missed it, if you happen to join the party a little bit late, you can always go back through our episode feed and check out our reaction to it. Yes, we have um, we have a we have episodes on Crisis. Warning: I will say how much I Kyla Hecklin and John Cryer a lot. I was reading a I was reading a review who is very nice about you. Oh, do do share. Uh, I don't actually have it in front of me, but they they said you were delightful, and the reason they were listening, and they hated the fact that um, I would incessantly talk about how much I hate John Cryer and Tyler Hecklin, which I will not apologize for. Well, I will no, apo- you, should never, you should never apologize for your opinion, even if it's wrong. I, I will apologize. Um, I'm in the middle of trying to get a better laptop. So one of the editing things I do is I will end up my, – my mic will cut out here and there, but it won't drop the audio. It'll just add audio dead spots. So one of the things I do when editing is I look for any dead spot like le- more than a second or two long and I delete them. So every so often you'll get like awkward pauses in the middle of a sentence and it's just literally because my laptop is not the greatest in the world at running Skype and recording audio. Yeah, it, it can laptops tend to have a mind of their own. But if you can link me that review when we get on oh, yeah. there, it's I would on, love to see it. It's on our iTunes. 
Ooh, I'll have to go check that out. If you just go to the Apple podcast, um, it's the first one that I saw. So, uh, speaking of which, uh, we do encourage everybody to rate and review us. It helps us get found easier when people are searching for random things. Yes. Um, you know, obviously, five stars would be great. Always be honest. And if you have any constructive criticism, I am willing to hear it. I will be more vigilant in the future to keep my John Cryer and Tyler Hecklin hate to a minimum, especially since they're not on the show. <laughs> and I am trying to work on a new way of getting the audio recordings. So I'm actually going to be recording an episode of another podcast uh, in, a, in like a week or two. And I'm going to try out a few different things. And if that works, we'll move it over to here. That being said, we have no new mail. However, I got bored the other day. No, I was going to quarantine. Oh, no, self-isolation. Um, and I had tweeted out on our account, what does everyone think the characters of Batwoman would be doing during this period? And one person responded and said, you know, Kate would be training all the time like she was in crisis. Uh, Sophie would be thinking of Batman. Mary would be at her hospital 24-7. And Luke would be, would be um, typing and then deleting flirty texts to Mary. <laughs> so what I would love is any listener that would like to. Tweet us, email us what you think a flirty text from Luke is, and the next episode that we have, I will read as many as you send us. Yes, Provide and if we get it, a thousand. And, and if we get enough, maybe we can do an entire mailbag episode. Since it looks like we are going to not be having an episode for a while. Yeah, sad me. Uh, this show is too good. I don't. I'm fine with anything else I watch going on hiatus right now, except this show. Yeah, I know. Me either. Because this. Oh, and this episode was so good. My, so uh, so good. Uh, my friend Lauren, who does the, who's going to be doing the uh, podcast for Thought Bubble on the Superman and Lois show, uh, texted me. She caught up the other day, and. She was like, when the heck did this show get so dark? And I'm like, yeah, it's been the past couple of episodes. It's kind of always had dark undertones to it. Like, it's never been, it's never been The Flash. Like, The Flash is the happy show of the Arrowverse. Yes. Except when Barry's sad, which is usually the beginning of every season. Uh, true. But even through the sadness, there's always moments of comedy. Right. Batwoman is totally taking the mantle of the depressive tone that Arrow always used to have, amping it up and running with it. Yeah, no, and it's doing a really it's doing a really good job of it. The, the writers have really been killing it on this show, and um, and the actresses, especially Rachel Rachel Scarston, um, has been really good. I think Ruby Rose has come into her own. Yes, started off a little wooden. But I said, just give her some time, and once she feels comfortable, she'll be better. And she definitely has been. And Rachel, like, even the past couple of episodes, like, she's been... Oh, she, ki she killed me this episode. Yeah. At the end. Whew. Yeah, no, this this episode... 
I don't know. Like, I don't know where they're ultimately going to end the season at, but it's been uh, a, so far. It's been a hell of a ride because, yeah. I mean, where we went places today in, in this episode that we're about to talk about that I did not see coming. And even, like, if you go through my tweets, because I always live tweet when I watch, and yes. you check them out, you'll see, you'll see, like, three or four times I went, what happened? What's going on? Wait. <laughs> what is going on? There was one point, and I'll, I'll let you know what it is when we get there, where I actually had to rewind and rewatch a scene because I was so confused. <laughs> nice. <laughs> there's, there's times I've had to do that, and it's usually just times of, like, not understanding the dialogue. Like, that is, that's also why I watch this, like, anything I watch with um, closed captioning on, because I have a slight, I have a slight buzzing in my left ear. So it can be hard for me to hear some things sometimes at a low register, but every so often, even with the subtitles, I have to be like, wait, what, who, what's going on? Like, uh, but with that said, we shall get on to episode 16. 16. 16. Is it 16 or 17? Uh, according to the CW app, it is 16. I guess 17 if you, I don't think they count crisis. Okay. Cause I, I think, yeah. I think if you count Crisis, it's actually 17, and it's called Through the Looking Glass, right? It is called Through the Looking Glass, which is the which, title of Alice in Wonderland. True, but when we – lately, their episode titles have been very, like, thematically correct into what actually happens in the episode. And it and actually right. works. Yeah. It works here, too, because – Because they go into an alternate universe through a mirror. In a way, yes, but no, because <laughs> um, Kate basically became, you know, Kate wasn't in the Batwoman suit except in the very beginning. Correct. She became part of the Wonderland gang. Yes. In a sense. So yeah. that, to me, kind of through the looking glass kind of meant switching teams for a second. Yes. And the um, this episode, one of the, th- not one of the themes, but one of the... Um, storyline points that they really tried to hammer home is that since the last episode of Kate killing uh, Cartwright, that she is essentially no different from Alice. And that, and in, and that kind of works Interestingly enough, yeah, timeline-wise, we pick up and it's only like the night of or the next day. Uh, it's the same night. It's They left the bar to go. The first scene opens with them digging the hole for the body. Well, uh jacob digging the hole because he's the father and the two daughters get to just like sit looking cool on the hood of the car while he's like digging (laughs) did you expect him to actually be helping them bury a body oh yeah this is he worked for the he's the head of the crows they they're used to digging bodies i don't think he wanted like he was willing to kill cartwright himself no, true. It just it what it wasn't what I was expecting. It also too for some reason I wasn't expecting it to open with that. Like I, f- I felt like we were kind of coming in in the middle of something, and I thought maybe for a second like my DVR might have skipped and I might have missed something. Yeah, I will say that I I like it because at the end of the episode you have you have kind of an unanswered thread of. With Jacob and Alice in the same place, like, how does Alice get away from Jacob? So that needed to be addressed. And the first 
scene does that after she kind of like her and Kate are having a heart to heart about about what she did. Uh, she steals Jacob's gun as she starts to dig and kind of, you know, essentially holds him at gunpoint as like, I'm leaving. And yeah, I when she grabbed his gun, I was shocked. You know, I wouldn't try and yeah, I wouldn't try and stop me because all of your DNA, both of you, are on the body and the scene. So, you know, you don't want me saying anything. I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going to go. Peace out, Jacob. When she know. when she had his gun, that was my first instance of how the hell did that happen? It's when she comes around, she, you can see her put her arm like beh- like on his back as she kind of rounds him to to take the shovel. So it's right there, but that kind of shows you like where they're at that Jacob wouldn't even realize that was going on. Like that's where everyone's head is at right now. They're just Yeah, their guard was out. down. Yeah. We have we go from that to Batwoman beating the holy hell out of a criminal who I think was just trying to steal a car. Oh my god, see I see I thought this was going to be a nightmare. I wasn't sure if this was real. Okay, I'm glad you said that. So we enter the scene of her like beating the guy to holy hell, throwing him on the car, breaking his ankle, and almost almost choking him to death, saying, you know, I'm not going to see you again ever, right? The guy, the guy finally says yes, and he kind of limps away, which I thought was hilarious. Just, like, seeing him, like, walk slash limp run away. Uh, but then Kate, we get the, we get, like, the, the stereotypical, like, camera ripple, you know, showing that, like, something's wrong. She's hyperventilating. So you thought it was a nightmare sequence. That was my first instinct is two. However, I went further than you. I was actually, for about five split seconds, I was like, I swear to God, if we find out the ending of the last episode was all a fear toxin-induced hallucination, and she's been on the, like, Alice hooked her up to the gas somehow, I was going to be pissed. (laughs) Oh, my God. I, see, and that never even crossed my mind. And the only reason I thought that was because of, like, that camera ripple. Because that's what they usually use when people are on, like, the fear toxin. And I don't, like, she's having a panic attack, essentially. Like, yeah. she rips her and, mask. And it, when the panic attack happened, that's when I knew that this, I was like, okay, this is real. But, right. like, until then, like, I was expecting, like, when she was choking the guy to, like, have a, a jump cut and have her, like, wake up startled in bed. That's what I was expecting. Oh, uh, okay. Um, I didn't expect that only because you see the symbol uh, right before the end of the first scene. We move over to Kate in the Batcave, uh, still discussing with Bruce about about what had happened and how she feels about it. I love that they brought her narration back so we can get her point of view on this without yeah. it actually having to be done in an actual scene. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I really like her narrations are just really good because for one you're getting her you're getting her thoughts about what it's like starting out as Batwoman and trying to trying to toe that line. And the only person she, that would really know how she feels is her cousin Bruce. 
and he never really had anybody to discuss this with either. So her outlet of it is talking to him about it. Which I think is kind of part, like, it's so, I, I just love it. And I've been noticing that they've been using her narration in the last couple of episodes rather than Rachel Maddow's, which I'm okay with. Yeah, Rachel Maddow, I, I don't mind Rachel Maddow, I just hate her character. Like, the character is just so slimy. Yeah, it's it, it's just, it's so weird. Yeah. But, like, I, and I think, especially in these last two episodes, in the moments when we needed to be inside of Kate's head, instead of using episode real estate to do that, they kind of just give us a quick glimpse at the start of a scene or a moment, and it, it works so much better because then we kind of see where she's at and it kind of makes the whole rest of the scene, like it kind of sets the tone. Absolutely. Luke comes in and, you know, is kind of inquiring, like, you know, how does everything, you know, what's going on? How did everything go last night? He believes they still haven't found Cartwright because she didn't tell him what happened, obviously. Well, obviously. Um, and he he's also kind of... He's also kind of upset that they haven't found anything. Like, he still blames himself for Beth's death. Yeah, I think I think Luke is going to be headed for an interesting journey through the rest of this season. Uh, because I think watching Beth die obviously stuck with him. Well, yeah, she was gunned down in his arms just like his father was gunned down. He wasn't there, but it's very similar. Yeah, it's bringing up a lot for him. And I think later events in the episode, later events, which we'll get to also, like, it's all just going to be in a big emotional bomb for him. I think at some point he's just going to, it's going to be interesting to see where he goes and how he deals with all of this. Yeah, he gets a text from his mother saying the killer's um, review got moved up to that day and Kate offers to go with him and he's like, no, I'm going to do this on my own. Just fine. Just fine. Beth's killer. Jacob has a very secret clandestine meeting with Sophie. Um, obviously he does this being a, being a uh, person who is a master of, of secrets. He does this out in the open in the daylight in a car in two yep in a car like they're the only two cars in this parking area in the middle of the day not the best secret but still uh basically can, telling yeah can i just say that sophie looks about 10 pounds lighter like her stress level like her whole energy her vibe was completely different ever since she came out to her mom because this is the first time we've really seen her since then because we didn't see her a lot last week did we no, we really, no, we really didn't. So this, no, yeah, it, was mo- it was mostly the flashbacks, right? So this was the first time that we've seen her since that scene, and she looks like so much lighter and happier. Like her energy was totally different. I loved it. Yeah, um, she, you know, she, her character feels like uh, she's ten pounds lighter, not having the weight of the world on her shoulders. Kate's hair looks like ten shades lighter. There's just a lot of things. Like, I'm not the only one to notice that, right? Like, no, Kate looked lighter I, in this. Yeah, Kate's hair definitely looked different. But funny that you mentioned the whole 10 pounds lighter thing, because I actually tweeted that when I was watching. 
So she basically uh, Jacob is hiring her to find out what happened with the with the Luke, the Lucius Fox case. He's like, look, I'm missing footage that I should have. This person says he was coerced. There's money that was given to Naziri is the last name of the woman who owns the sip and dash. Um, all this money was given to her as part of restitution. I want you to find out what's going on. And Sophie's like, you know, I, fine, but remember you suspended me for lying to you. And I still you know, like, I'm like my position on Batwoman hasn't changed. And Jacob's like, I don't care. You know, this get is it bigger done. than that. Right. This is bigger than Batwoman. I need you to get it done. Cause it wasn't so much that he didn't trust her. It was that she lied to him. Yeah. So, and that was, and it was all just basically around Batwoman. Like, any lie was about Batwoman. So, where this doesn't have Batwoman uh, attached to it, he's just like, you know, I trust you enough for this. Go do it. Uh, Sophie looks at her phone before driving off, and we see the uh, text that Kate sent uh, the previous night asking if she was up after she had killed Cartwright. She tries calling Kate, who doesn't answer. Kid, I just side note here. I yep. love that Kate Kate is saved in her phone as Katie, and Kate has Sophie saved in her phone as Sophie's full government name. Like yeah. it's it's so perfectly them. I was hysterically laughing. Which is weird. Like I see, and it's funny because like I've seen other people's phones, and like that, like that seems to be what normal people do. And I'm like, anytime I see someone's like n- name show up on somebody's phone. I'm like, you have their name in your phone? Like, all the people that I have saved on my phone are under, like, are under, like, aliases. <laughs> there is no one who actually has their name in my phone. Most of them are all comic book characters. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's so <laughs> awesome and so you. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I have I have Lois Lane, I have Flash, I have Batman, I have Clock King, who is a very esoteric uh, Batman villain. But yeah, no, no one's actually under their name on my phone unless I don't actually have them saved in my phone. And iPhones, like maybe it's so and so. Could you imagine if the number's similar? Like if you're getting a spam phone call, right? And, like, the number is one digit off from a number that you have saved. So all of a sudden you get a phone call and it's maybe the Flash. Yeah. Maybe. I don't. It could be. Kate doesn't pick up the phone. She is at her bar with Alice. Did we skip a scene? I feel like we did. Mm, what scene do you think we skipped? The scene where Alice sees all of her Wonderland gang dead. I feel like that happened. Then, yes, we did. That happened I, in between the Batcave and the out-in-the-open clandestine movie scene. I had yes. a feeling we skipped something. I was, but I I thought maybe I had confused the order of the Sophie. Like, I thought maybe it came after the Sophie conversation because I ended up having to restart my program. And I had to, like, back up to, to that scene. So that's why it stuck in my brain. Ah. Nope. That is, yes. So... Alice, who uh, walks into her hideout, first calls her mouse asking to see if he's found his way back, doesn't hear from him, and then she doesn't hear any of her henchmen, who she then calls out for, 
as she calls out henchmen, like she doesn't, evil henchmen, anybody, <laughs> she find, which is really just, oh, I love her so much. It's just so perfectly her. Yes. Like she, she balances on like psycho killer and aloof so well. It's like there were, there were a couple moments in this episode where she had me absolutely dying. So we find out that pretty much everyone there is dead. We first see like a bear trap just randomly out on the floor. And, and I see at first I thought that was going to be used to trap her. Yeah, but it wasn't like it wasn't even hidden. Like it was the worst <laughs> trap in the world. <laughs> I and was so confused. like, what the hell? I was so confused. I was like, wait, was that supposed to be used to trap her? And then. We kind of kept moving. I was like, okay, so that's not what we're doing. Right. So we keep moving and we find all of her, all of her Wonderland gang dead with some of them having a bear trap on their legs. And if these bear traps were as out in the open as the other ones, they deserve to be dead. And then one of the bodies had a note attached to it, didn't it? Uh, no, she went up the stairs to her, like, little office area, and there's another bear trap there open with a note that says, Did you think I would forget from your friend from uh, Corinna, uh, the island that the island that was discussed uh, earlier in the season? It's where she gets the antidote for Mary. And, ah, yes. And um, so, yeah, that whole thing of... I'm assuming it's Syphia. I never remember if I'm saying that name right. But I'm assuming the message is from the person who runs the island because that was the one she kind of pissed off by going back on her word. So it wasn't Mouse who did it? It was not. Okay. I thought it was Mouse, which made that note make absolutely no sense. Thank yeah, you. no, this, this has to go back – this goes back to – the episode where we first find out about this island and she's involved somehow and it they were bringing in stuff into Gotham and then she kind of you know she kind of walked away from them okay now yeah. now that makes this is a, a whole threat lot more from sense much earlier in the season so it's they they keep it's actually picking... from the last time we saw Julia huh Julia is the one, I believe, who says who gives us the information on this. That's interesting that this is also wow. Could yeah. that be connected? It could be, but I don't know. Because both times this islander mentioned, she shows up. I mean, that's very true. This I, could be, I, but I mean, I could my soap like look. I'm a soap fan, so I could be connecting dots that don't need to be connected. But that's where my mind goes. I th- yeah, I think if if Julia hadn't shown up for other reasons, there'd be more of a there'd be more of a connection. But she seems to have a legitimate reason to be here this time. So after flashing back to last episode, Alice comes in and's like, "Hey, Kate, uh, I need you to help me. All of my all of my henchmen are dead." And Kate's like, "Why am I going to help you? Like, why? Why?" Why do you want me to help you? And he's like, you, she's like, you want me to help you find the person who framed dad? And she's like, yeah, no, that's that's what I want because I framed him and that's what we need to do. She essentially guilts Kane into doing it. Uh, Kate. 
she she essentially uh, guilt Kate into helping her under the under the guise of like they're gonna do it how Kate wants it to be done, and Alex <laughs> promises that once I find him, we'll leave. Like we'll be done. I've done everything I wanted to do here. We'll leave because I got people on my tail that I don't want catching up to me. I will. I will say though, she had this one line here where she was like, "Your way includes like choking a guy like until he like until he dies or so." She said something, and this at the end, she's like, "Count me in." Yes. <laughs> yeah, and. Yeah, because she's like, on one condition, we do it my way. And it's like Alice's face when she's like trying to consider it. She's like, oh, man, I don't know. Your way, your way involves like choking someone until they almost die. Yeah, like I'm all for it. That was that was my, one of my favorite lines. My favorite line hasn't come up yet. No, it has not. I think you know what it is. I'm relatively positive I do because it was, it's, oh man, Alice is just so good. (laughs) I want to know, like, I would really love to know one day how much of this is written and how much of it is ad-libbed, ad-libbed by Rachel. I need audio commentaries on this DVD set. Like, I need it. Like, I can't, like, there's some lines, like, I just can't imagine a writer, like, sitting down and going, and then Alice says this witty phrase. Now, maybe they, they, maybe in the beginning they were written, and then the more the writers kind of got to know Rachel as an actress, they kind of started writing to her strengths, kind of. I mean, she doesn't really have any weaknesses. Yeah, I would imagine so. Like, I would, I would feel like that's a I like it a lot with um, TV series. Like the first few episodes are at least really hard scripted. And then once the actress or actor kind of gets familiar with the role and kind of makes it their own, they have a little bit more in the way of latitude for either ad-libbing or helping out the writers. Yeah. It's, it just depends. It also depends on the writer's room too. Cause I know on supernatural, they, they trust Jared and Jensen specifically a lot to be able to, like change scenes so much so that the writers during one scene originally had a scene where like Jared and Jensen were were reading it and I forget what the scene was and they each looked at each other and went we should be saying each other's lines we need to flip this because what I'm saying doesn't make sense but it would if it came out of your mouth so they went to the writers they suggested it and then they ended up reworking the whole scene in like 30 minutes yeah. So it just it just depends on the environment too. But I would love for like a behind the scenes featurette on the DVD or like audio commentaries on some of the episodes yeah. to kind of get a behind the scenes feat. Like look at the inner workings of Batwoman would be so awesome. Absolutely. We come back from commercial and Kate's on the phone with her dad, uh, asking if they found Mouse or if they've heard anything about Mouse, and. He's like, Kate, we just buried a body. Like, get some sleep. And she's like, no, I'd sleep better without Mouse, you know, with Mouse off the street. And he tells her that he had attacked a nurse outside of Arkham. And they still haven't pinpointed where he is. So she hangs up, has a has a talk with Alice 
about, you know, why would he, why would he attack a nurse outside of Arkham? Uh, apparently he'd been there for several years and he had just escaped a year prior or right around a year prior. Yeah. He escaped during Elseworlds, right? Yes, I believe so. Cause that's, yeah, that would be right around the time. Yeah. He would have escaped when all the prisoners got let go during that, during that scene. I, I think we we fi- had figured that out earlier in this season. Did now? Did we know about the fear toxin experiments on him? We did not. So we find out that one of the the doctor, the head doctor there, was using him for fear toxin experiments. Basically, putting him on the fear toxin almost like daily, like a daily basis. Yep, they they would dose him, they would monitor his reaction, they would yeah. cure him, and then they would do it all over again the next day. Right. So he's got some he's got some pent up uh, resentment towards the Arkham staff that while he was there, and theoretically right now he's still feeling the effects of being on the toxin for days. As Alice points out, she's like, you know, I was just on it for one afternoon, and I'm still trying to shake it off. He was on it for much longer. Did they even? Did they give Mouse the cure? No, that they she they take the adrenaline with them. That's, that's one of the things. That's what I thought. Yeah, that's one of the things that they want to do is they want to get Mouse, give him the adrenaline, so that way he can stop maybe attacking Alice. And while they're having like while they're having this conversation, and while like Kate is talking to Alice, Alice just randomly starts like pawing at Kate kind of measuring stuff with her hands. I was like I was like what are you doing? Are you trying to strip search her? <laughs> and Kate's like what are you doing? She's like I'm just trying to see if we're the same size. Why? The next scene they show up to a nurse's house. Alice has Kate's leather jacket. She looked damn good in that leather jacket. She really did. Like like I know most of her most of her outfits are like like um very like bohemian Etsy style most of the time. They like kind of remind me a lot of Harley Quinn. Mm, no, or at mm. least the images and stuff that I've seen. Yeah, like I imagine Alice, Alice shopping on Etsy, whereas I imagine like Harley Quinn just like creating her own outfits. Gotcha. But I mean, there's definitely like a do-it-yourself style to both of the outfits. Why do you think she wanted to like? Why do you think she wanted to wear Kate's leather jacket? Because that was never quite explained. It was just kind of something we went with. It's Alice. Like apparently, it's cold outside because Kate's wearing like one of those like fifteen layer jackets that's a little too big for her. But I don't know. Like it's just an Alice thing. Like Alice, Alice's mind wanders in various directions at any given point. I mean, it was so weird and random, but it was so awesome that I kind of went with it. But I was still kind of like, okay, why are we doing this? (laughs) So they show up to this nurse's house. Apparently, she's a retired nurse from Arkham, but she was one of Mouse's nurse. They tell her that Mouse has been uh, attacking the nurses that that were there at Arkham when he was there. And they ask if they can come inside before, you know, to try and catch him if he comes by. She allows them in. She asks if they want brownies. Kate says no. Alice says yes. 
And why does Alice say yes? Oh, no. It it doesn't happen till the next scene, but I'll bring it up now. But she says, uh, "We buried a body this morning. When did you have time to eat?" Yes. <laughs> I died. <laughs> was laughing so hard and then i had to back it up again because i was like wait did she really just say that yep that's what she said oh god i love alice i love her so much we move to the courtroom in which uh we see luke sitting there by his by his lonesome i felt so bad for him we have the judge coming in we have the defendant coming in Everyone sits down. We see Luke's leg going a yeah, mile Luke, a minute. Luke is freaking out. Yeah, you know, you know, his and anxiety then, is sky high. And then this person in a what we what appears to be a yellow coat and boots that are like up to the like up to the thigh. Yeah. Puts a hand on his on his knee. All right. This is all right. This is going to be one of the only times I mention this. I promise. I I have a very very weird hang up on on non functional boots. Oh, I lovingly refer to those as hooker boots. <laughs> like like boots that go up to your knee or past the knee, unless it's like a five foot snow out. Like you don't need boots that high. Yeah, no, I don't the, know the, why. Like that and s- people who wear scarves indoors <laughs> don't like yeah, it. I don't do either one of those things because I only wear sneakers because I'm in a wheelchair. So I have orthotics. So I can only wear sneakers. So I've never really gotten the whole boot thing. And even if I could wear those kind of boots, I wouldn't. But <laughs> I, I lovingly refer to those as hooker boots because I imagine that hookers wear those. Um, different style. But same general concept. I mean, same height, but like there's a usually much more like patent leather with like the heel that's like four feet. Yeah, I, I wasn't even looking at her boots, to be honest with you. I noticed like, it the second time around because that's all you see, like you see her hand, a little bit of the jacket and like the boot. And I'm like, I was oh. so busy, like when her hand touched his knee, like I was like, oh, yep. I can't believe Sophie showed up. It wasn't Sophie. Don't even. Oh, okay. I'm we sorry. It was Mary. Mary. So, so are, are we doing the reverse of what you did a few episodes ago? Uh, which is? Every time you wanted to call, every time you wanted to talk about Sophie, you called her Mary. Oh my God. I remember that episode. <laughs> I feel, oh, that was a bad episode. <laughs> I had just, re- I just re-listened to it like, a week or so ago, and I was dying every time. <laughs> but anyway, the did mini- people, I think we did two episodes that day. That might have been why what happened. I don't know. I think you had a cold. I think that was. Oh why. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, let's blame it that. Oh, I hate that episode so much. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> Not even for the rest of it. <laughs> but anyway, like she put her hand on his knee. Yeah. And I literally became the heart eye emoji personified. I was like, oh. And she's like, and Luke's like, what are you doing here? Shut up, Luke. I just had a parent who got murdered and the killer was never brought to justice. The last thing you need to do is be alone right now. 
And he's like, okay, you let he's us like, stay. He's like, okay, I'm, I'm not going to fight you because you would win. Like, <laughs> And, like, they're just so cute and perfect, and I am all aboard this ship. Like, oh, my God, I love them. That's really all we get from that scene. We move over to Sophie coming up to uh, Miss or Mrs. Naziri's apartment. She knocks on the door. No answer, so naturally she lets herself in. I think the door was kind of ajar, too, wasn't it? It was. Um, She sees Mrs. Naziri on the floor with some blood. She goes over to check it out. We see a a red laser pointer dot show up on Sophie. And just as she's about to get shot, a woman comes out of nowhere and kind of tackles her. This was the moment I had to rewind because I had no idea what the hell was happening. Right. Uh, turns out it's uh, Julia Pennyworth from several episodes back. Uh, I know I saw your I saw your Twitter. You had you had forgotten about Julia. Oh, I I didn't hear her name, so I okay. thought that's who it was, but it didn't sound like she said her name. Okay. So yep. I was like, what? Yeah. So Julia saves her. And they have a quick talk about, you know, what's going on, how's the sky, weather, that sort of thing. Who the hell are you? What are you doing here? Who the hell are you? Why did you jump in front of me? She tells her that um, there's been a hit put out on her. Which that made me, that, that was what made me go, huh? Yep, there's a hit put out on her. And when she heard the name... She came back. She came back because she knows Sophie is Kate's ex. And she even refers to her. She's like, you're Kate's ex. So am I. So you have the two exes now, you know, getting chummy. There was kind of chemistry there. I'm not going to lie. There was. And I was really like, I I don't know why I thought this because... This show has done so good to kind of move away from tropes. Like, I was like, oh, God. The last thing I really want is, like, Sophie Sophie being with, like, both Batwoman and Julia. But we'll get to my other thing later. So Julia's like, look, um, we can continue this little, this little talk, but can we, can we take care of my shoulder? Because it hurts. Because I got shot saving you. Yeah, and I, and I guess she looked like the bullet went, obviously went, the bullet that was meant for Sophie. Right, or on the shoulder. I don't know if it went all the it wouldn't, I don't think it would have gone all the way through, because it looked no, like. No, th- it looked like it just grazed her. It looked like it grazed her as yeah. she was tackling Sophie. It either grazed her, or it hit her, like, in the front of the shoulder. And then ricocheted. Towards the body, so, like, it just, like, lodged in there. We don't know. I'm not a doctor. I've only played one on TV. <laughs> we go back to Alice and Kate in the home of the nurse. Alice using her butterfly knife to stab a brownie and pick it up and start eating. And Kate's like, you know, could you be a little bit more subtler? Like, could you be <laughs> subtle at all? <laughs> and this was where my favorite line was spoken. Yeah. And she uh, she offers the knife to Kate, and Kate doesn't want to take it. And she's like, "Oh, you just you just don't want to take it because you know you don't can't know how to use it, right?" 
and she's like, "You just hate, you just hate the fact that I'm better at you than some in something." Mouse, we hear Mouse yelling from outside for the about to the nurse as he's approaching. All the crows kind of come from out of nowhere. Jacob steps out of the car, hits him with the gun, and takes him into custody. Kate and Alice are trying to figure out who who called the crows. Alice blames Kate, to which Kate's reply is, I have literally never left your sight this entire time. <laughs> we hear true. We hear a gun cock from behind them, and it's a nurse. It's the nurse with a double barrel shotgun. She's like, I called them. You know, I was a nurse at Arkham for, you know, for years. You don't think I can spot a lie? Which, I mean, they didn't really lie. The only lie they told was that they were undercover crows operatives. Which, I I I mean, mean, that was the only lie, but I guess you could still tell that it was a lie. Well, she probably recognized Alice, is what I'm thinking. Oh, that could be, too. Like, Alice is not the most... Alice hasn't been the most subtle person in this show. Does Uh, Alice understand the art of subtlety at all? No. Because I it's honestly don't think so, and you know what? I'm totally fine with it. Yeah, no, it's it's fine. Like I I don't want her to be subtle, but that is uh, that is essentially who calls the crows. The crows took uh, the crows take mouse away. Kate and Alice knock out the poor nurse oh. using the of brownies and hightail it out of there. Crows come in, see the see the nurse down and there's no Kate or Alice to be found. Which, I mean, I don't think taking out a nurse is really the Batwoman way, but okay. Uh, they need to get out of there. No, no, it's not really the Batwoman way, but she wasn't really wearing the bat suit, so... It's the Kate Kane way, is what you're saying? It's uh, pretty much, yeah. And, you know, I think at this point, I don't really think Kate really knows what she should or shouldn't do like her whole point of view right now is kind of skewed so she's just kind of trying to figure things out so i think she just kind of went with it yeah so we come back to we come back to the bar alice is looking at a schematic of arkham asylum and kate's like i don't know what you're thinking but i don't want to do it Alice tells her that when she was on the fear toxin, the greatest fear she had. Sorry about that. Something just turned off on me. The greatest fear she had was being left behind by Kate. She doesn't want to do that to Mouse. So she's going to, she wants to break Mouse out of Arkham. And Kate's going to help her. I did not expect this turn in the story. I was like, huh. Okay. And I didn't know how I felt about it as I was watching. Okay. She says that with Mouse uh, being a recent escapee, he would be deemed high risk and he would be put into the high security wing, which is pretty much solitary confinement behind a door with two keys. One being one being held by the doctor and one being held by the head of security, the head of security. Um, as, as she's saying this, we basically see Mouse being wheeled in, um, given some sedative and the doctor pretty much telling him like, oh good, you're back. We can do our experiments again. I felt so bad for him in that moment. Yeah. 
uh, Kate's like, I'm not going to help you. Like, helping you find him was one thing. Breaking him out of Arkham Asylum is another. Yeah, Kate's like, I'm not doing this. Yeah. Like, nope, I'm out. I'm done. You can't make me. Um, so her and Alice have a back and forth about pretty much everything that's gone on lately and how she still thinks she's better than Alice and she's not. And Alice kind of pointing out to her that she's delusional, saying that, you know, she is a cold-blooded killer like Alice. Yeah, this this whole thing, I was very uncomfortable with all of this. I was like, oh, I don't like where this is going. She's, yeah, she's she's easily manipulating Kate. And is this the scene where she handed her the mask? Uh, she hands it to her, like, just before they go into Arkham. Um no, but Basically, didn't she say, don't forget that at that point? Didn't she show it to her the first time in, when they were still in the bar? Uh, I believe it's the next scene, because this, this scene ends with them fighting, uh, mainly because, like, Alice tells her, like, I set, I set it up so you would kill Cartwright. I could have done it myself, but I wanted to show you that you are no better than me. Ooh. Oh, yeah, that's right. She totally yeah. triggered her. They fight. Kate has her hands on her throat and you know she asks if she's going to kill her too kate stops and then they kind of we leave the scene with them both kind of just lying on the floor catching their breath we gotcha. go back we go back to the courtroom um not much really happens here except for the judge is like look between the last judge signing an affidavit saying he cut corners and the defendant saying his confession was coerced there's enough evidence here to warrant a retrial and until the prosecution decides whether or not they want to retry the case you are free to go right you're released on you're released on bail i think they actually released him on his own recognizance but it doesn't matter uh yeah probably uh we come back to the bar kate mentions a quote battle not with monsters yes yes ye become one Alice, never missing a beat, says, I'm afraid that passage wasn't in the one book I was allowed to read. I, that made me giggle. It wasn't supposed to make me giggle, but it did. And and she's like, Kate's like, oh, someone told me that. And how did that go? He became a monster. Okay, then. Do we know who told her that? Uh, I think it was another episode, but I honestly couldn't remember. Okay, because I couldn't either. Yeah. So, we, uh, Alice kind of dropping pretense for a second and says, look, you know, I make light of it, but thank you for killing him. You know, he ruined our family. He ruined my life. He tortured me beyond belief. Like, we get a very emotional uh, thank you from Alice for Kate killing Cartwright. Which, oof, I felt that. Yeah, no, it was great. And she's like, you know, you shouldn't feel guilty about it. And Kate says, the only thing I feel guilty about is not feeling guilty. And that's when Alice is like, so now you're really scared that you're becoming me. Um, Which, you know, Kate asks, isn't that what she wanted? It's a nice little sister-to-sister moment. I really like how they are able to go through. Like, they have such good chemistry. They really do. Between them that I really like how they can go from... Like Kate being stern, Alice being flippant to like actual sisters, actual sisters. So Kate decides that she'll help her. She'll help her break out mouse and she'll reunite them 
uh, just so they can leave. And Kate's like, but if we do this, there can be no killing. And she's like, fine. She's like, no, I need you to promise me. I promise. And Kate still looks at her that I won't kill anybody. And she asks, she was like, oh, she asks, like, have I ever lied to you? To which Kate responds, literally a dozen times. A dozen times. She's like, yeah, okay. (laughs) Yep. Kind of got got me there. Yep. And then she does. She hands her a rabbit mask and is like, well, we're breaking out a known criminal from Arkham Asylum. You really can't go in there as a flying rodent. Which she's not wrong. Like Batwoman breaking out. Yeah, no, that's a publicity nightmare. But I, I saw the I saw the mask, the Wonderland gang mask, and I was like, Oh, I don't like this. Like I it just it immediately all felt wrong. I will say one thing that I don't think I've ever noticed in any of the episodes, and it wasn't until the scene earlier in the show where Alice is kind of surveying her henchman dead was that she had henchmen dressed as the Cheshire Cat. Oh, I never noticed that. Yeah, I didn't notice it until this scene. Like half of them had the the rabbit, uh, the rabbit mask, I've and o- half of them had. I've like, only ever noticed the rabbits. Right, and half of them had a mask uh, that covered their mouth, um, not like a surgical mask, like an actual plastic mask that went from that went from side to side with a Cheshire Cat smile, and that's why she tells Kate. All my rabbits and cats are dead. Like she wasn't, she wasn't like quoting. Um, well, there goes that joke. <laughs> I forgot the book title with the with the two guys that work on the farm, and one of them like accidentally kills rabbits of mice and men. Of mice and men. Yep, nailed it. Long way for a joke, folks. <laughs> and that's uh, what I thought. Where I thought you were going, but I wasn't sure. Yes, whenever someone mentions rabbits in literature, it's always of mice and men. It's just, it's never anything else. Uh, So we leave that scene with them kind of coming to terms with what they're going to do. We see an exterior shot of Arkham Asylum, which I honestly don't remember if we've seen it since. Um, We have not seen it since Elseworlds, and it looks very different. um, I don't, I mean... I don't think it looks that... I think we're in a different wing. It's, yeah, I, we're in a different wing. Yes, it definitely doesn't look as run down as, as it did in Elseworlds. You are correct. Uh, so a truck is coming up to the gate. They find a bomb underneath the truck, pull the driver out, and sound the alarm. The driver has no idea what's going on. We cut to inside a sewer with Kate and Alice kind of walking in. And Alice being so happy about the (laughs) – being so happy. And Kate, like, if they shoot the driver, I'm going to be upset. And Alice is like, ah, this will be the most interesting thing that's ever happened to him. It's fine. It's a fake bomb. (laughs) And reminds her to put on the mask because things are going to get crazy. And then she put the – when she put – when she put the mask on, that's when I got very uncomfortable. I was like, oh, this is very disconcerting. I don't like this. Yes. Now, I do have, before we get into this, um, there's a nice little action sequence of Kate, uh, Kate taking out two of the guards. But I have questions. This okay. great facility known as Arkham Asylum that no one has ever broken out of before, apparently 
they go from the they go from the sewer through an unlocked door up a ladder that leads to a vent that a human body can fit through. I'm seeing some very poor structural things with Arkham, and it's now I know how these villains keep getting out. I mean, I would just, I would just, yeah. I didn't really pay any mind to that. I was just kind of rolling with it, and then I was too distracted by the fact that Kate had to wear the Wonderland gang mask to, like, really pay attention to, like, how they went in there, because, like, I was just so disturbed by that. I don't know why that bothered me so much, but it really did. I mean, it's a very disconcerting mask to begin with. It is It is just two giant eyes and two giant ears. Like, it is a very... It is a scary mask. It, and I think the idea of Kate in that mask after what just happened and, like, the idea of her permanently deciding to be on the dark side, shall we say? Mm-hmm. It's just the whole the whole idea of it to me was like, oh, I really don't like this. Yeah. So after after opening the vent, which doesn't actually have any security lock on it either. She's just able to open it. Takes out two of the guards and they split up. Uh, Alice is going to go for the doctor. Kate's going to go for the security guy. Kate and Alice both put on their masks and leave. We go over to Sophie and Julia at the clinic looking for Mary, who's not there. And Sophie, Sophie's like, well, the doctor's not here, so I'm going to do me. it. Yep. I'm a doctor now. Um, Julie, Julia... So Julia takes off her coat and shirt down to, like, her sports bra. I will say it freaked me out for a little bit because when she takes off her shirt, they've already bandaged her arm a bit. So, like, the bandage flap, you see it through, and I thought it was her skin. (laughs) And I was like, how did that happen with a gun wound? (laughs) Yeah, I... What gun is this? (laughs) I knew it was the bandage that moved, but I also, like, had, like, I was like, oh, God. Like, I felt bad for her because I've had moments where, like, bandages move. And, like, it's it's so painful. And I felt so bad for her. And that I was like, ow. So just as Sophie's about to help her, Mary comes in and sees Sophie standing there with a half-naked woman. And she's and like, um, hi? Mary's like, look. This is a clinic, not a place for your booty calls, Sophie. And Sophie's like, uh, can you help her? She got shot. Mary's like, oh, I know who – I've seen you before. Your. Your. And <laughs> Sophie finishes Kate's ex. Yeah, we, uh, and, and Mary's and like, I was going to say Kate's assistant, but your version is a lot. <laughs> I I died. I was hysterically laughing. I was like, oh, my God, Mary, I love you. I mean, it's true. She was introduced as Kate's other assistant, the episode that she was in. Which I totally forgot about, mind you. That she was referred to as Kate's assistant? Yeah, no, completely forgot yeah, about that. I, I remember that when they said that. Um, I will say there's a, there's a thing that, that Julie says coming up uh, that I didn't remember. So Mary goes to help Mary goes to help Julia, and we've changed scenes to Luke being outside sitting Ooh, in a car as I... the as the person who 
um, is on trial for killing his father, walking up with his grandmother. And I literally started yelling at the TV, no, Luke, don't. This is very bad. This is very, very bad. In fact, I tweeted that. You did. <laughs> uh, Luke goes to confront him. The guy sends his grandmother inside, or his mother, I don't know. It's an older... I'm going to go with grandma. Yeah, I'm going to go with grandma. (laughs) Sends her inside. She's like, I'll be in there a second. Don't worry. And Luke is... He knows who Luke is. And he's like... He's like, I'm sorry. This scene made me cry. He's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about your dad. And he kind of gives us the events of what happened... At least that he knows of that night. So Luke's father was in there gushing about his son going to MIT. Knowing that those were possibly his last words and they were about his son. Luke's face when he heard that. I wanted to hug him. Well, you can't. He's on the TV. I know, but I just felt so bad. I was like, oh, poor baby. I don't make Mary very jealous. Like his like his face. You could literally just see it like. I don't even I can't even describe it, but he just looked so sad. Yeah, he because he mentions about how Luke got into MIT and Luke asked him how he knows. And he's like, your dad was telling everybody at the at the place that night. He's like, I just went in for some chips. He's like, the next thing I know, I'm waking up with a gun in my hand and your dad's blood on me. I didn't do it. And of course, people, because of my record and right. the, my dreads and my tattoos, dreads, my tattoos, people people are going to assume that I did, and there's nothing I can do about it. Right. Um, as he's telling the story, we see a red laser dot show up, and he gets shot, and he dies pretty much instantaneously. Right in Luke's arms, and I was like, oh god, not again. And then, at first, I thought that maybe people might think that Luke actually did it, which I'm glad nobody thought that. Well, it might help that he was still there. I'm assuming, because we don't see what happens in the aftermath. We just see him show up a little bit later and say what happened. I'm assuming what happens is he calls for help. <coughs> Sorry about that. He calls okay. for help. Uh, he stays He stays there until the police get there. The only blood that's on him is A, splatter, and B, his, his scarf that he was using to kind of hold put pressure on it yeah and you can probably tell by the trajectory of the bullet where it hits like where it's on the guy that it wasn't him yeah and the fact that luke doesn't have a gun yeah because i wasn't sure because at first i wasn't at first i wasn't sure what that scene was going to turn into like i I didn't expect him to die first of all yeah neither did i didn't expect that at all but i also didn't expect the scene to become as emotional as it did before then like the whole conversation that they had about luke's dad being proud of him and that whole thing like i didn't expect that i expected angry luke i expected luke to try to punch him like this wasn't what i was expecting at all that's what i was expecting until like he started talking and he kind of like Luke was able to at least use his brain that what the guy was saying makes sense. Wait, wait, hold on. Wait a second. We might have to get this down on paper. Are you admitting that Luke has a brain? In this instance, yes. Like, he's he's allowing the guy to talk. And while I don't know if he fully believes him, he's at least, un- he believes him enough to give it 
a pause. And yeah. I mean, we've never really seen Luke use physical violence either, so I don't know like what he, exactly he was thinking about doing. But I think whatever was in his mind when he came face to face with him, he already was rethinking his decision. Yeah. Uh, so we go back to Arkham Asylum. Kate's walking in, goes goes to get the key off of the head of security pretty easily as he's distracted as Alice is getting the key from the doctor and she gets, she gets the key from the doctor. She pretty much threatens him. He hits the, uh, he hits the panic button. She slams his head into the desk and then replies, he'll probably live. (laughs) (laughs) I love her so much with the, with the, with the uh, sound, with the alarm bells going, Kate now has to fight through a few security guides. This was a off. badass fight scene. It was a really good fight scene. Like she, I kept expecting her mask to come off in the middle of it, though. Yeah, she she takes him out, grabs the key. We see her and Alice walking up to Mouse's jail. They unlock the door. Alice goes in, has a talk with Mouse. She's like, you know, I'm here. I wouldn't leave you behind. I'm here to rescue you. He's strapped down with lots of straps. She asked for Kate's help to to unstrap him, and we hear the door close. I was so shocked. I literally screamed, holy shit, at my television. Alice asked Kate to open the door. She said she can't do that. She, you know, Alice reminds her she promised, and she says, I promised to reunite you with Mouse. You wanted to be with your brother. Now you are. As we see Jacob come out of the come out of the shadows, and it pretty much dawns on Alice that this was set up between her and Jacob. Um, we get a we get a great visual of Kate and Alice looking at each oh. other through the door with their hand up, almost identical to the scene from the flashback episode of Kate and Alice when Alice is in captivity. The only difference is Kate couldn't see on the other side of the door. Now this she, time can, she can and she's walking and she's, away and she still won't open the door. How this, did you feel about this? Like I'm on team Alice, like go Alice, like Alice gives such a great emotional. Rachel gives such a, a really raw emotional scene here. Oh, it broke my heart that I'm like, man, poor Alice keeps getting screwed over by Kate. I know. I felt so bad for her, too. But then I was kind of also... First, Kate doesn't open the door in the basement. Then Kate tells her, hey, I didn't choose you to live. And now this. Like, I'm starting to see why Alice is crazy. I mean, like, and and believe me, I'm right there with you on all of that. But I'm also kind of glad that Kate did this, too, in a way. Because it proves that the Kate she was before she killed that guy whose name I can't think of right now, Cartwright, um, is still in there. That what she did didn't completely change her. Because she would have done this whether she killed Cartwright or not. Yes. So for that, I was really happy that she did it. I was also trying to figure out in my head when it, at which point she clued Jacob into all of this. That is a good question. I'm assuming it was after they split up. Like, maybe as she's on her way to go 
to go get the key from the security guard or See, after I don't think so because it sounded like they had this plan a little bit longer than that because I, I know I'm jumping ahead here, but in the, the scene, I'm assuming it was at the Crow's office when they, they were talking, he said you had to get her to trust you in order for this plan to work. Uh, true. So maybe it was maybe it was uh, after Alice left. The first time before she came back. Yeah. Maybe that's why he... Mm, no, I was going to say maybe that's why he sent him to Arkham, but the nurse called. Yeah, the nurse supposedly called the crows. Would sending him to Arkham be what the crows would have done? Or yeah. did he... Okay. Yeah, because he's mentally, he's mentally ill, and he was at Arkham before, so... You don't go to jail in in the Batman universe. You go to Arkham. Okay, I, that's where I wasn't sure. I thought maybe he chose that because of their plan. No, uh, but that's the next scene anyway. Kate's Kate's in front of uh, Jacob at the crow's at the crow's uh, office, and he tells them that they're both in isolation uh, with surveillance on them twenty four hours a day. Uh, Jacob says he's proud of her because it wasn't easy. You know, she kind of put her life on the line to do this and and he's proud and how she shouldn't feel bad uh, he also says that he moved the body so alice can't use that as a as a blackmail chip yeah she can't use that as leverage they have a nice father-daughter hug oh that made me that that kind of got me in the feels he's like because she was gonna go to leave and he stopped her and she just kind of looked at him and then he said kiddo and then she just kind of broke. Right. We go back to the clinic. Mary's doing paperwork. Luke comes in with blood on his jacket. And, and this was the moment this was the other moment where I went aw because he after everything that happened his instinct was to go to Mary. Oh yeah. He, he could have gone to Kate. He could, you know, he could have gone anywhere. He went to Mary. And he I went- was like that was the moment I was like, yep, I'm definitely all aboard this ship. And Mary goes running to him, makes sure he's okay. He says that Reggie was killed, uh, Reggie being the name of the guy, uh, the criminal. Uh, Mary's like, well, he was shot the day he left prison. And then the person who owned the Sip and Dash was shot today, too. I'm starting to think that that there might be something more to this. Maybe he didn't really kill your father. And Luke says he doesn't know what's going on or what to believe. But and then, and then he goes. But if this, if he's telling the truth, that means my father's killer is still out there. Which is true. Uh, we go. We see a news report recapping Reggie being gunned down outside of his home. Um, they don't mention Luke being there, so he's not. He's obviously not a a suspect. We pan out, and Julie is at a motel, I'm assuming. I don't believe yeah, so. It, it was a motel. Yeah, so now they're at a motel together, talking about the case and how it looks to be a cover-up. She mentions that it's centered around Lucas, Lucius Fox's murder, to which she replies, Lucius Fox was her godfather. And then she goes to go see how Luke's doing. Now... 
I don't remember if we knew Lucius Fox was her godfather or not. That's the only thing I don't remember from her first episode. I, I think say, we did. Yeah, I want to say we did. Because, because I think I, she mentioned it when she saw Luke. Yeah, because I, I remember like her and Luke knowing each other, which was obviously like they would be obvious why they would know each other to begin with. But I do believe she mentioned that that it's her godfather. I believe so as well. Yes. We see Jacob walking out to a parking lot, talking to um, Sophie, in which Sophie's saying, you know, Reggie's dead, this other person's dead, there's something going on, someone put out a hit on me, so we're on to something really big with the crows. We see a dot show up on Jacob, he notices it, dives out of the way, uses a parked car's uh, side mirror to see where the gunman's at, quickly fires a couple shots in that direction, takes out the guy. He's dead before he can give any answers to Jacob. I, I kind of was surprised when the gunfire started. I was like, wait. And then I was like, well, of course, because they're, they're you know, they have a whole list and they're crossing everybody off. Who do you think this is? I don't know yet. I don't know if it's anyone that we've seen. It's definitely... Somebody that has that has a link to the crows. Could it be the guy that he was talking to? I think that guy is part of it. I don't think he's behind it, though. Like, even if he's the one carrying out stuff right now, it's because of somebody else. Yeah, he's the middleman, not the head guy. I'm willing to bet that this is all going to end up being one person. Like, it'll be the it'll be the person from Coriana. Oh, you think it's going to connect back to that? I think so. But I don't. I don't know, but, you know, um, Julia was investigating this person to begin with, and Julia already having a connection to Lucius Fox, maybe Lucius was helping her, and that's why Lucius got killed. Right, because how how many years ago was that investigation that she was doing that she mentioned that brought her to town the first time? I don't know, but, I mean, she's she's been a secret agent for a while. So, because your theory, your theory might be right. Yeah, it's a matter of how long she's been on this one investigation. Hold on a second, I need to pause. Okay, I'll be right back. Okay. All right, I'm back. Sorry about that. Welcome back. I heard some commotion outside, so I just wanted to make sure everything was okay. Everything good? Yeah. All right. So, um, yeah. So that could be where. It could all be tied together, which I think might be what happens, but it could be two separate things. And I would be fine with either one. Um, I just, if I just, you know, it's two storylines that have been kind of running throughout the season. That In the I, background. And I'm real, like, I really want production on Batwoman to resume sooner rather than later because I really want all the answers to these questions. Yeah. We have um, we see Kate kind of sitting on the edge of of the top floor on on Wayne Tower with uh, some alcohol. Bourbon. Yeah, like some bourbon. Alcohol, alcohol next to her, just kind of thinking and drinking. Uh, Julia comes in. She says that she was looking for Luke but couldn't find him. And she decides to sit down, even though Kate wants her to be left alone. She's like, nope, that's not what's going to happen here. She's like, that's not what I do. Yep. So they talk about they talk about what's been going on in 
and what's been going through Kate's head lately. And essentially, after a close heart-to-heart, they kiss. Look. There is a time and a place for sexy time. The edge of a building is not it. Um, okay, true. But also, this is the CW, and when people are drunk and vulnerable this is what tends to happen location be damned right and i'm okay with that like they obviously have they have um attraction to each other they were together before so i could see that happening but come on it's a, it's the side of a building people um I'm, one thing i really don't want to see is i would be fine with kate and julia getting back together for the time being but I don't want to see, like, a weird triangle of Kate is dating Julia and Batwoman is dating Sophie. Oh, yeah, no. No, no. Uh, I don't believe that's what's going to happen, but... Please, CW, be better than that. Yeah. Or Batwoman, I should say, be better than that. Yeah. That's the only thing I, I don't want to see. Um, so hopefully we won't. But that is where the episode ends. Um, so who knows what happened? Maybe they just kissed and realized it was a bad idea Wait, because they were on the side of a building. Wasn't there another scene with Alice when she was in the in her in her cell reciting uh, lines from Alice in Wonderland? Yes. We kind of skipped that. There, uh, there was a scene where Alice is in her cell reciting Alice in Wonderland. I don't I recall of anything actually happening in that scene though. Like I know the scene, I just don't recall anything significant. So I thought it was just. I thought it was when um, Jacob was talking to Kate about where where Alice was. It's yeah, because I, I thought it was towards the end. It's definitely somewhere. It might. It's definitely not after the scene of them kissing because that is definitely the last scene. So I believe it might be between um, Jacob getting shot at and that. Yeah. I hope this isn't the last that we see Alice. I hope that she finds a way to break out. Uh, well, we know somebody is looking for her, so... Oh, did we see a preview? No, it's just the beginning when someone's oh, right. a henchman. Right, we right. know someone is looking for her, so chances are, now that she's easy to find, because she's in yeah. one place, we're going to see Alice, and she's pretty much a sitting duck right now. Yeah, and I so. felt so bad for her in that scene, because it kind of felt like, it kind of felt like when she was in that room when she was little all over again. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's what happens when, uh, when your family betrays you. Yeah. And this was definitely a betrayal, but that is the end of the episode. All in all, I don't think, I mean, it's a little bit of a come down episode from all the stuff that happened last week, but you know what? We kind of needed that though. Yeah. We need a nice little breather. But it does set up for what is going to be coming. Like we now we're on the hunt for Luke's for Lucius Fox's murderer, who's trying to kill Sophie, Jacob, and the rest of them. Um, what's going to happen to Alice now that she is in Arkham, pretty much a sitting duck for whoever's looking for her? And how is Kate going to? Is Kate finally going to come out of her her funk? I kind of hope she doesn't. Because I, I kind of, like, I, I like to know that the Kate is still, like, that our Kate is still in there. But I kind of want to see her maybe have an issue putting the bat suit back on after mm-hmm. she's been a killer. 
Like, I kind of want to delve into that a little bit. I don't want that to be quickly resolved. Yeah. I don't know. We shall see. Um, other than that, um, again, Alice just steals the episode. Like, they... I don't know. They might need to. They might need to keep her off an episode here or there, just to just to give other people a chance to shine at this point. Yes. Um, but overall, you know, give this a nice seven, seven and a half, seven yeah, and three it's quarters. Just, it it's definitely a solid episode. It was definitely one I won't mind rewatching. You know, this definitely wasn't a bad episode by any means. This was an episode that had me yelling at my TV, and that's always my barometer of if it's a good episode or not because. I'm one that gets very interactive when I watch my shows to the point that my mother <laughs> thinks I'm crazy. Nice. So if I'm in, like, if I'm yelling at the TV and, like, full on having conversations, then um, it's a good episode. It is. Um, so we are part of the Thought Bubble Audio uh, podcast company you can listen to us you can listen to many of our other podcasts we have beer with geeks supergirl tv talk tolkien tv talk read up hate watch with us loud women there's one that frank and his wife just started from being in self-isolation where they watch the an episode of a show four times in a row and do different commentary whose name is escaping me wait the same episode four times in a row yes yeah they started with a dinner party episode from the office i think oh my god i don't yeah wow yeah uh and i i believe it yeah i believe they watch it four times in a row and while they're watching it they're recording so it'll be i don't yeah it's wow. a new one, so definitely uh, definitely look for it. Yeah, I'm um, going to have to. Um, so we have all those. Uh, you can email us at Batwoman TV Talk or tweet at us at Batwoman TV Talk on Twitter. Don't forget to let us know what you think a flirty text from uh, Luke is. <laughs> and also find me at Academy Rewind on Twitter. And where can they find you? I'm at XO Tony Roney XO. All right. Now we were talking off the air. Uh, next week there's no new episode that got pushed back at least two weeks because the following week is um, a crisis. Um, they're gonna replay Crisis in all the time slots. So yeah. Gonna... So it looks like they're doing what are they doing it Sunday to probably Sunday are going to be parts one and two. Tuesday is going to be parts three and four. And then... And then probably five and six, yeah. Oh, there's only five parts. Well, then no sixth part. Um, so let's see, you got you got what? What do you have running right now? Because Arrow's completely done. So you have... So we, on Sundays, we've got Supergirl, Supergirl and Batwoman. So that's on Monday, we have Supernatural and uh, Roswell, New Mexico. Tuesday, we have The Flash and Legends. So Wednesday we Wednesday we have Riverdale and Nancy Drew. Thursday we have it was supposed to be Legacies and Katie Keene, and then Friday is Charmed and Dallas. When's Black Lightning? Black Lightning's done. Oh. Black Lightning ended on the ninth. Oh. So then I don't know. Yes. Maybe it's one a night. Who knows? I don't know. Um. So next week we'll be off. Uh, the following week, we may be back. We were discussing 
about possibly watching Rachel Scarston's original uh, series, Birds of Prey, from a few years ago, to kind of fill in the time. Um, so we'll be doing that probably starting the, a week from a week after next. Um, so next week we'll be off, and then we'll be back the following week with at least something. Um, by all means, if you wanna, if you have any questions for us, or if you have any comments. Uh, email or tweet us, and we can do part of the episode on that stuff, and we can start a Birds of Prey rewatch. Um, other than that, I don't think I have anything else. How about you? Nope, I'm good. All right, they are shining the bat signal out in the sky, so we're going to head out of here. Everyone, stay safe and healthy, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs>